Hi, hello, I'm Bryn. Welcome to Bryn's Avatar Ramblings. Before we start, I'd like to say that this episode is going to include spoilers from Avatar The Last Airbender, so if you have not seen that show, first of all, why are you here? Second of all, go do that. It is actually incredible, and so that's that's all I have to say. <laughs> Today we're going to be talking about the final Agni Kai, which if you've talked to me and I've ever had an IRL rambling, I probably touched on the, the last Agni Kai, the final Agni Kai, because it is, in my opinion, the best fight of the show, the most interesting fight of the show, and it, it just explores so many depths of these characters that we don't talk about as much as, as we can see in, in the final Agni Kai. Further ado, I'm going to get right into it because of course I am. So before we even actually start really, I want to say that I'm going to be talking about the music, the characters, the uh, visuals, what it looks like, and I'm I'm gonna go really in depth because the final Agni Kai does mean a lot to me. It means a lot to a lot of people, and I think it's one of the most well done like character article, like it's just beautiful. Okay, I'm ready now. Let's start. So the first part of the final Agni Kai is obviously more of the like fighty intro where it's like, oh look, she's taking off her coat, which is traditional, which is interesting because obviously females would not expose themselves like shirtless because that's a little sus, but they do take off this this cape essentially that Azula is wearing because she was about to be crowned Fire Lord. And so she takes it off, which is traditional, and Zuko does not take off his shirt, does not take off whatever which is non-traditional, which is interesting because obviously we're moving into an era where that kind of thing where it's like, oh, Agni Kai's is like not super happening anymore really after with Zuko because it's like, that's a little bit taboo. That's a little bit like maybe let's not burn our friends, right? So um, that happens, that, that section. And then we get this obviously insane pose with Azula where she's like, she looks like she's out of her mind because she is. And again, talked about that in episode one because I love the final Agni Kai and I just can't talk about it enough but then we get into the actual fighting and the first thing to mention is obviously visually they're not in a typical Agni Kai arena which is to be expected they're not fighting in traditional Agni Kai at all and then it obviously leads into Katara being able to access water and it's like all of that is very important and then on top of that it allows us to have this, again, non-traditional, more intricate, uh, more in-depth fight. Right, so we see the orange fire that is Zuko's and the blue fire that is Azula's, and one of the most interesting things that you can see throughout this fight is that Azula's fire turns from blue to orange as she's not fueling it, because obviously if you're not keeping fuel on very hot fire, it will not re remain that color. However, I feel like this is indicative of, obviously, that's what's going to happen to Azula, is she's going to fizzle out like her fire does. So I think that's, I think that's a really neat detail that, that, that plays in throughout the entire show, but again, specifically with the final Agni Kai, we do get to see that detail. So the next thing that starts up is music. And so the music is actually extremely, talk about, extremely important to talk about with the final Agni Kai. And the reason is that it's not the typical Agni Kai music. So we experience two other Agni Kais in the show, two other quote-unquote official Agni Kais, actually. So we see the one with Zhao and Zuko in book one, and we see, technically, we see a little bit of um, Ozai and Zuko's also in book one. However, Ozai and Zuko's is in a flashback format, and it is not like your traditional Agni Kai either, and that one is just world's difference. We're not really going to include that 
in talking about this Agni Kai because it is not really indicative of what the quote-unquote typical Agni Kai would look like in Atla, right? So for that, we can refer back to the Zhao and Zugo Agni Kai, where we get the end credit music, which is interesting because it is upbeat, it is uh, fun, it is clearly keeping the power and the pace and the, 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 the bang, and it's like, it's all there, right? But with the final Agni Kai, which obviously you would expect this up, upbeat battle, and we've got like Sokka and Suki, and they're going crazy, and we've got Zuko, and he's going we've got Aang and he's going crazy with Ozai and it's like we've got these two epic battles situations going on and we've got the final Agni Kai so you'd expect it to be also very upbeat also very like lively music but it is not that at all actually the final Agni Kai is probably one of the most emotional songs for me in the entire album or the entire set of music and every single episode had its own song. So to say that, it means a lot. And in case you were wondering, my other favorites are the Avatars of Love, because obviously I like the Four Seasons song, which is UA's theme, and I like the Boiling Rock theme song. So those are like my four favorites. But Final Agni Kai is really up there, especially thinking about how many <laughs> songs there are in the show. However, it is a very sad song. When you listen to it and you don't watch it, it is lower keys, it is less upbeat, it is not fast, it is drawn out, and it's this violin, like, not like short, quick, not plucky, it is very, like, slow bow movements, it's very, like, restful, it's very mournful in a really deep and important way. And the reason why I say that this is such an important aspect of the show is because adds a level of sadness to the last Agni Kai that you don't get necessarily with Aang's fight with Ozai and that you get with Sokka losing um, Suki and then almost losing Toph too and it, you get it with that but this is really where that sadness of these final episodes play out and the reason why this is in particular so sad is because it is Azula and Zuko and we've tracked their like relationship and their relationship with their father and their mother and we've this entire family tie we've tracked throughout the entirety of this show and it it draws up here it draws up to this end where Azula is out of her mind and Zuko is not and so it, it shows this real balance and this real relationship throughout the entire show coming to an end and so I implore you <laughs> I implore you to listen to the final Agni Kai song on its own. Think about what it means because it really does add a new depth to the show and the song. And it is, it is a heartfelt song. It is a really like, like melancholy, mournful song. So I will probably touch on the song later because I love this song so much, but I will move on for now. So the next important thing that we can realize is Zuko. And why Zuko is important in this um, entire situation is because of his learnings and how he is able to bend differently from Azula. So uh, one of my friends made a comment uh, a few weeks ago now, I'm sure, where they said, um, oh, I love how it's a close-up on his foot sliding. And I'm like, yeah, I love that there's a close-up on his foot si sliding. Do you want me to tell you why? Because I totally could. It's like, just go record a podcast. 
So let me tell you why that's important. So first of all, it, it's actually two reasons. So let me tell you both of them. The first one is it relates back to that Zhao and Zuko fight where Zuko was unable to keep his footing and almost lost because of it. Of course, he was then able to find his footing, which is indicative of the rest of the show for Zuko, and was able to win that Agni Kai. So it relates back to this idea that you need to find your ground, which is an earthbender technique. And so that's kind of the first important thing that we see really bending-wise, is that Zuko is implementing earthbender techniques into his firebending. And the reason why this is important is because it relates back to Ozai's idea, yeah, Ozai, no, it relates back to Iroh's idea that uh, all the four elements are connected, and then in order to learn one, you should really learn about all of them. And Zuko clearly has. He's, he's using these techniques, he's, he's working, uh, powerfully he is thinking with the mind of an earthbender and not only is he thinking with the mind of an earthbender but then you see him part the fire that Azula sends to him that's a waterbender technique so you see not only earthbending you also see these waterbending techniques and obviously we see that with lightning redirection too but I am talking in in terms of regular physical firebending and then you see an airbender technique. He does a little flippy-do and then sends some fire, right? That's an airbender technique that he didn't necessarily pick up directly from Aang, but definitely from Aang's style of fighting, his own style of firebending, because airbending is obviously about being one with the air, and Zuko's able to do that. And so the last kind of neat thing is we see him do the same move that he did to the town back in Zuko alone in season two, which is where he does that like break dance style fire bending whatever where he like burns downtowns right so we see that again and the reason why i feel the need to bring that up as well is because it is it is another moment where we get to see how much he's grown because that was out of aggression and this is out of technique and there is a distinct difference when you watch him do it on how where his mind is when he's performing that that maneuver, right? So it all, all in all, Zuko's movements in just this beginning part of the final Agni Kai are really like really important to see how he's grown, how he's grown to accept the other elements, not just fire. And then it's also kind of indicative of how he's going to be as a fire lord. He's going to be very accepting. He's going to want to move forward. He's going to want to make progress like he has with his own bending, right? And so the next part of the final Agni Kai that I think is, is kind of important is obviously the lightning because Zuko asks Azula to shoot lightning and a lot of people have a lot of feelings about this and I, I don't... I think it makes sense. Azuko doesn't want to lose to Azula who isn't giving it her all, right? Like, if he's not getting the Fire Lord crown, respectably, he shouldn't be getting the Fire Lord crown, right? And so while that's not necessarily, like, a logical thing to think as, as, as a person, it's a logical thing to think as Zuko because he's already started to think with a generous heart, right? And eh, that kind of seems a little wishy-washy, that kind of seems a little dumb, fine. That is for sure my own opinion. And I think it also leads nicely into Katara's role in this fight because the first thing that Katara does is that she attempts to heal Zuko and then she realizes that 
even though Zuko is half dead, literally half dead, if she doesn't fight Azula, they're go they're both going to be fully dead. And so she's able to do something that is very un katara like and that's not put someone else first. She puts her own life and taking down the enemy before saving her friend. And I think that's actually very important to her character development, which yes, she has character development and I don't trust people who say she doesn't. <laughs> but it's very important for Katara's character development to look at how she was able to respond in this situation. And then obviously we get this really, really awesome scene where she's like skating on the water and she does like the, the, the backwards S shape, like ice ramp thing, which was so cool. And she's picking up the water. I love it. I love it so much. That's not important because obviously the best part of this entire situation with Katara is the last part where she sees the water through the grates, guides Azula over there, pulls up the ice, makes just the part where that she needs to access water, ties Azula down, finishes her off, and then they're both there gasping. And I think that's really important because it's, it's this equality, it's this well-fought battle where they're both breathing very heavily, they were both holding their breath and whatnot, and it's, it's all of it really, you can tell it was very intentional, right? And so then obviously we go and we see Katara healing, Zuko is the next thing she does, which is also very Katara and also extremely logical, because yeah, heal your friends, duh. Um, but it is neat to see that she's still using that technique that she had used way back when, and we get a close-up of it, and she saves his life, which I'm sure that was very painful for her, because that is now the second time that she's had to save someone's life from Azula's lightning, right? And so that's kind of... that's not great! <laughs> but then we get this scene that I talked about again in episode one, when I talked a lot about Azula's um, mental breakdown, specifically with the, the final Agni Kai. But you get to see Azula go nuts and, and just unleash all this fire and she's so chained down and it's, it's really sad. And you get this shot that all the Zutara lovers are just all about. But I think it's really cool, even though I don't really ship Zutara. And it's just them looking at her and they're both so sad. They just won. Zuko more or less just took the, the Fire Lord position away from Azula and, and is now the, the Fire Lord, assuming that Aang wins, which he does. But even if he didn't, Azula was no longer going to become the Fire Lord, but they're both standing there very sad. And let me tell you why I think that's, first of all, important, second of all, clever, and, and third of all, just super interesting. Because it's not this feeling of happiness. They're not elated. They're not like running away. They're clearly, they're, they're resolving the problem and they're doing it in a professional way. Or as professional as children who just fought each other with fire can, right? So it's, it's this, this balance, this back and forth where it's like, they're standing there very sad. And that is really the last shot of the final Agni Kai, right? So let's talk about some bigger themes with the final Agni Kai. 
And so I mentioned this at the beginning a little bit, but the the sister-brother relationship that we see with Azula throughout the entire show is something I want to talk about more in depth, but it really comes to terms here. Because we have Katara, who's also a part of this fight, who's also in a brother-sister relationship in the show, who is not fighting her brother, right? They're not in a fight. Katara is there on Zuko's side, and it's kind of like this broken relationship really coming full circle in this, this final fight. And so it it really showcases one of the things that this show does very well, and that's just the relationships between the characters, right? Because, yeah, this is a fight, and this is this is obviously a relationship between two characters, but more than that, it's also, it's also an end of an era, more so than just, oh, it's the end of the Fire Nation being annoying, it's also the end of an era for Zuko, it's the end of where he's taking orders from family members and listening to, to them, and he's finally making his own way in the world, right, and so, again, it kind of comes, back full circle here which is really really important to think about right and so I'm going to talk about the music again one more time because it really relates to this idea of a broken relationship and this relationship coming to an end and Azula is mentally broken and unstable and is just that is that with Azula right and so this music it is not a happy fight it is not an energetic fight it is not a heroic fight in any way, and the characters at the end being very sad, really fits in and, and describes why the music of the final acting Kai really fits. And I think that that is the crowning jewel of this fight, right? Because we've got the, the different bending styles, and we've got the psychology of these characters, like, working in to this fight, and it's like, it's all pieced together, but in the end, the music really brings it together and presents it to the audience in the midst of this energetic, excited fight as a very mournful, a very sad moment for the end of, of these two characters and the relationship together and everything, really, right? So I think that the next time you watch the final Agni Kai, I would really really pay attention to it because it is again I said this before it is probably my favorite fight in the show my next favorite being the fight between Zuko and Jet because that's awesome um but this is probably my favorite right because it's a lot of people's favorite but it's really well done it's really well executed it's emotional, it's psychological, it makes a lot of sense, it presents a lot of character arcs that have come to an end. It's just all around, this is a, this is a really great moment for the show. It's interlaced very well into the um, more hardcore fighting between Aang and Ozai, as well as Sokka's like, devastating situation with Suki and Toph. So it's, it's all of that summed up in one fight. And it's very well done. And I really love it. And I hope you love it too. And yeah, appreciate it, man. It's really great. And it's, that's, that's, there's no takeaway from this. Usually there's some sort of takeaway or watch the show with this mentality. Just 
final acne guy, man. It freaking rocks. Like, it's so good. <laughs> who let who let the creators be this awesome? And who let them put so much thought into such a stupid little fight? Like, it's like, this is not the main fight at the end, but it is clearly the favorite because it is so good. And it's just like, oh, it makes me cry. Like, there's very few, well, I shouldn't say that. There's usually very few shows that make me cry. Avatar is one of them, and Final Agni Kai is probably one of the most emotional times in the show, right? Anyways, yeah, listen to the music, watch, watch Avatar The Last Airbender again. I've seen it five times now, and I plan on watching it again soon, as soon as I can catch a little bit of a break from school and whatnot. I hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast, and if you did, I really do implore you to listen to other episodes. I mentioned episode one, where I talk about Azula's mental breakdown a couple of times this session. So if you have not listened to that, that would be a great place to go from from here. If not, watch out. I do episodes um, sometimes, and I love talking about Avatar, clearly. So yeah, I hope you had a great time, and I hope to see you around. Okay, bye! Bye.